Welcome to a brand new podcast series, Future Mix Podcast. My name's George. I'm a musician, teacher, and producer. And this podcast brings you right into the world of making music with the artists of the future. Over the course of this series, I'm deconstructing the music of up-and-coming artists and producers who create music using only, or very nearly only, their computer. These people aren't millionaires working in industrial studios with fancy outboard gear. These are the people to watch out for. Those who can create something from nothing without a major label behind them. After all, the main goal is to show a bit of love to musicians who are just starting out their careers at the trickiest possible time to be involved in the arts. I have some really great episodes in the pipeline, including a special part two to this episode. So make sure you subscribe to my series and stay tuned for those. Ben and Soph are a brother and sister duo, creating and releasing all of their music themselves from their home in Essex. They've been steadily putting out music under the name of Soph for the last couple of years, gaining support from the likes of BBC Radio, Fresh on the Net and Spotify playlists. I caught up with Soph and Ben to talk about what inspired their latest release, Always the Same, and to hear some of the secrets behind their sound. Enjoy. So thanks for joining me. I really appreciate having you guys here. Thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us. Oh, jinx. <laughs> so obviously we can't be together. We're doing this uh, remotely. But one thing I'm really interested in is the kind of dynamic between you two, because obviously siblings, I want to know how that translates into working together. Like, do you get along in the studio? Yeah, we're we're quite lucky. Just in general, we get on so well. We're more like friends than siblings, yeah, I we're, think. Yeah, I don't know why. It's almost like growing up, it's like we were twins. Not There was no age gap. We were just more kind of friends. Um, so that's obviously then really helped doing music together. And that's why we do it, because we do get on so well. We know there's we never can... arguments, are there? I can't believe no. that no. there aren't any. There's but... only ever like jokey arguments on who who gets credit for those lyrics and things oh yes yeah <laughs> credit is the only place yeah. that <laughs> but, then, but then it doesn't go so far as like royalties and we don't actually argue over no. percentages or anything but no we're we're lucky with that we're lucky with living together and everything that we can just make music whenever we want to if we're feeling it or if i'm feeling it I can do it and then... Yeah, we have our own roles. So if one of us just doesn't fancy it or has an idea and the other one's out or something, like we do our yeah. own thing. So that works as well. Yeah, it's like um, there's two two people doing the one thing. So we've kind of got double the amount of brain power and work ethic. So yeah, I think we only really see the positives of it, not too many negatives at all. We survived through the lockdowns living yes. together and working together. We're so. not ripping our hair out, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, certainly a lot better than a lot of musicians have found their time, I'm sure. I mean, kind of sums up really that you do get along. So you're able to use both of your brains, as you say, double that brain power to just kind of enhance whatever it is you're doing. How did you find that initial lockdown for your music making? Did it spur on creativity or were you a bit just like, I don't know what to do? I found that the first lockdown we were quite inspired, wanted to use our time um, productively. And I've found that I think like a lot of people, this this lockdown now has been a lot harder. And I think, well, I have a lot less motivation. Yeah. Um, but it's good because we are sitting on a lot of music that we're proud of. So I, I don't feel any pressure. I don't feel kind of disappointed in us if we, yeah, we've if got, we don't do anything. We've got music that's pretty much 
finished and mastered and everything ready to go. So it's not like, I mean, we haven't written any new music in months, but we're not, we're not really worried about that. We've been throughout the lockdowns kind of finding other ways that we can be creative. I think when you're stuck in a house the whole time, we are, well, we want to get out a bit uh, as much as we can into the garden and things. So, um, sometimes being in a, a little studio isn't what we fancy doing, but we're not putting pressure on that no, right now. No, and it's been really different in terms of all the music I was doing before any of the lockdowns. I was performing, I was doing a lot of theatre shows as a drummer, um, a lot of private drum tuition as well, and pretty much, I mean, all the gigs have stopped. I'm still doing a bit of teaching here and there, but we kind of wanted to use the opportunity of we're not doing the normal jobs or anything, so we can do as much music as we want to or try out some other ventures as well. But yeah, we're still definitely very focused on the music. We've got a plan. We released one song, I think only one song last year, was it? Yeah. That was probably our most successful release so far because we were able to put more time into the promotion side of it um, rather than just making the music and then kind of putting it out there with not really doing any investing in that promotion side of it so that definitely worked and we obviously got people doing remixes and videos because people were at home our friends were on social media and stuff so they were much more kind of willing to get on and make a video dancing to it or something you just have to adapt and and see what you can do with these new circumstances yeah (laughs) yeah Exactly. Yeah. I think one of the reasons I actually wanted to get out there and do this podcast was because I felt like I needed to go out and talk to other musicians who have been through the same thing. Like Ben, you said about um, losing all of those in-person gigs, just suddenly like your calendar is gone. And I went through the same thing because both Ben and I were brought up as drummers. And it's very, very interesting seeing how people adapt to this kind of new situation. And it sounds like from what I've heard from you, that you live like very fulfilled lives and that you have other hobbies and things to explore outside of the music. So you don't feel too kind of cooped up in your own home studio. Yeah, we weren't. It wasn't a sudden stress and, oh no, what do we do? Because I've spoken to other musician friends of mine um, who are a lot, well, quite a bit older than us, so obviously have more responsibility of needing to make the money from it, who have maybe have children and things. We've been quite lucky that we've been able to keep the music going in some capacity and still have fun with it without the pressure of thinking, oh no, what do we do for money? Like I've still been able to teach and things, so I've still had some money coming in. It's not like me missing out on performance and things have stopped me from eating or anything like that. So no, we've been Mm. much luckier than a lot of people, I think. You mentioned uh, your one release last year, which was always the same. Yes. Great track. Thank you. Really enjoyed that one. (laughs) In terms of when you come up with something from nothing, what is your kind of source of inspiration? Do you find that you you draw in from life experiences? Is there a pool of kind of things that you've got lyrics on already? Or do you come up with a hook and then something kind of just builds from there? Like, where did that particular song find its way into your mind? Well, the the process has um, very much changed over the time. Um, It used to be I would write lots of lyrics about my life and past experiences and things. And then I I kind of just got a bit bored of writing about me. (laughs) Um, So now how it works is often we might 
be inspired by a film. Um, yeah, we find inspiration from random things from anywhere. We love films. We love like action films and TV stuff, and even I mean, it's speaking specifically about always the same. I can't remember what the video was, but I saw literally a five-second clip of a girl dancing along to a song in a car. So she was sitting in the front seat, just jamming along. But obviously, I wasn't paying too much attention to the dancing. But I just heard the song. I don't have a clue what the song was because I didn't actually know it. I didn't recognise it or anything. But I just loved the feel of it, the vibe. Yeah, and how much <laughs> she was able to dance to it just in this car.、Um, And the one thing I got from it was, it was a really dancey, driving song, but all the、uh, chordal stuff and all the riffs were really offbeat and syncopated. And so I just watched that video once, didn't go back to it at all because I couldn't find it. It was just scrolling on Instagram or something.、Um, but I remembered that thought and that kind of feeling of it,、um, and immediately just made one little riff on a cool sound on Logic. Um, so he'll shout me into the room, say, "Come, come and listen." Yeah, <laughs> and then I will will instantly know if, which usually is always the case, because we agree on everything and like the same things. If Ben has made something that he loves, I will love it, and we usually dance around the room. Yeah,、um. <laughs> yeah, because that when I showed that's, I mean, that's pretty much how it always works now with our songs. But with that one, I think it, I just had the riff, no real chords or no drums or anything. Um, so at that time, it was quite a being so offbeat. You kind of it's difficult to find the pulse when it's just that on its own.、Um, and so for immediately, the first thing she freestyled, she just I always try and get her to do it on a voice memo on her phone so that she can. Yeah, yeah. So it's the first. <laughs> what's now the first verse, which is literally so the first line of the song.、Um, She yeah, she just immediately sang that with pretty think, much. Yeah, I think those, I put the word babe in as well. Yeah, so、um, pretty much those lyrics, but immediately her voice was the onbeat kind of where the pulse was. So I immediately knew that's perfect because I don't even need to add drums yet because the voice is doing everything.、Um, so I loved it. Was so happy, and then as soon as that moment happens, we know okay, we'll continue with this song then because I make. Music so often, just a little five-second idea or something that most of the time will just make it, and then it won't go anywhere further. But in that moment, with that part, we knew exactly. Okay, we've got to now finish this song and make it good because it's got a lot of potential. So yeah, it's fun when moments like that happen because it's really natural and authentic. It's not like we're trying to make a song for the sake of it. Which I think it's happened more and more now as I've got. Because even when we started this, I wouldn't be confident enough to come up with melodies in front of Ben or anything. But now, because we're so comfortable and relaxed around each other、um, in this process, it's just, it just flows better and、yeah. and a lot quicker. I think the process is so yeah, much faster now. Easier now, yeah. It's not forced or anything. What's quite funny on the next song we've got coming out, hopefully middle of this year, some point.、Um, I actually I can't really remember. How we made the song, but、um, I recorded a freestyle of my own without Soph in the room,、mm-hmm. so she didn't know it was going on at all. And I can't sing to、He's、save my life. He's trying to steal my job, so but there's <laughs>、yeah. nothing left for me to do anymore. Yeah,、so. but I I literally can't sing, so I chuck loads of auto tune on it. I pitch it down <laughs> so I sound like a different person.、Um, 
but it ended up sounding really good. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, because I can yeah. pretty much just hum all completely horrible stuff, but it ends up being quite nice. And then what we do is we brought Sophie in and she was like, yes, I love that. And then we write lyrics to that. And then for the end product, she obviously then records the proper vocals and replaces me. Um, but yeah, we've just found it's a much quicker, better way of working and we love it. That's really interesting. So the whole process for Always the Same, how long would you say that was from you watching that video on Instagram and thinking, wow, I love the syncopation in that to we're done here. How long was that? That's That was probably one of the quickest ones yeah. we've done. I'm, I struggle because I'm quite a perfectionist with it. Too uh, much sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, Ben, it's <laughs> done. Like the song is amazing. Just stop there. Yeah. <laughs> and Soph, Soph's then the opposite because she's always eager and impatient. She wants to get the songs out there. Yeah. Which, so that's one thing where even though we're kind of the opposite sides of the spectrum with that, it actually helps us because she pulls me a bit more mm. towards the middle and I Like, come on, her. Ben, this music needs to go out at yeah, some exactly. point, but it does need to be of a certain quality as well. Yeah, um, but I would say probably that song, maybe two months. Yeah, so we got that lyric down, we kind of recorded them, and then came the stage of adding in the drums and actually trying to make it into a song with choruses and stuff and a structure. And then obviously mixing, I think that was during just as the start of the first lockdown. So we sent it off to um, a studio that we often go to called Highfield Studio in Braintree in Essex, because um, we get on really well with Elliot. We really trust him with our music. And that was the first time we obviously had to send off one of our songs remotely without being there in the room with him. So we trust him enough to do that and we sent it off and he did, a, I think, a half day session on it just to, with him, we know, even though we've mixed it ourselves and we've got it to kind of the best place we can, we know he can take it that 10% further to get it all the way to its full potential. And so that was that half day and then immediately that was then finished. So then we sent it off to get mastered. And then that's the case where we have to think about the release plan and the promo. So that probably takes just as long as actually making the song. Yeah, yeah. I don't like making one song in one day and spending all day on it. I like to do kind of half an hour here, have a couple of days off and then do an hour the next day or something. So that's why the process is maybe a bit more stretched out. So in terms of actual hours, we probably only spent 10 hours on the actual song mm. or less probably. And then yeah, promotion side is where it kind of takes a lot of the time because with Spotify and things we've learned so much of how to release properly where you want kind of four to eight weeks kind of before the release but you've still got it finished so that you can sort your pre-saves out and kind of get the word spread out and try and get onto the playlists and everything so yeah I'd say probably about a month but yeah we released it last summer we were hoping it would be at the end of the lockdown when everyone can start partying Clubbing again. to it. <laughs> yeah, because that, that was the aim with it, was we wanted people to suddenly play it in our local bars and restaurants and things where people could, yeah, actually groove to it, because that's why we wanted a, an upbeat, dancey song. It didn't quite happen that way, but we think it's still <laughs> it was still a success because people were at home wanting something to liven up their day. So I think we'll push it again, hopefully, when the final lockdown ends and yeah. it's all done, um, then we can push it again. So yeah, we're kind of now getting into a bit more of a We've got solid, a swing of things now. Yeah, we've we? got a solid foundation of how we like to work and 
what we can build on. Because obviously at this stage, we're wanting to build a fan base. We've got friends and stuff that obviously support us. Our mum is our biggest fan yeah, in the world. So. Yeah, and our dad's <laughs> our biggest critic, but yep. that, that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, we, we just want to build on it. So we don't want to bombard people with all sorts of different songs where they don't really know who we are. And that's why, with where you came in, with remixes and stuff, because um, it was our most dancey track, we wanted kind of to reach out to more and more people. We thought, why not try and get other people we know who are good and who we trust with music that get them to do some remixes of it. And we couldn't have been any more happy with, especially with your remix, George, how it was just perfect. It was exactly so, what so we wanted. So different, but amazing and I don't know how you do things with one song and make it a completely different song <laughs> yeah we we learned quite a lot I think from from everyone's how different they were where as we said it's quite a basic song it's not got loads of different vocal parts it's pretty much one verse and one hook um, but your remix sounded so different to our original um, and to all the other remixes but yeah we were so happy in it we think it worked quite well because we definitely got more followers and things from it. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I mean, BBC Introducing played your remix. Yes, well done, it. George. <laughs> so, yeah, we're really <laughs> grateful for that. Thank you. Yeah, well, I was going to say, actually, that it's interesting how you said you got the inspiration for this song and all it took for me to kind of have an idea for a remix was just to sit down and just listen to it once and hear the riff. And then I thought, oh, I know what I can do with this. Really? And this will sound really great as on this like type of synth sound instead so cool. it is interesting i totally relate how one tiny aspect of something can just trigger this kind of chain reaction yeah yeah exactly in your mind and often i find i don't know how much this is the case for you but i find sometimes my brain works faster than my hands can put yeah. something down <laughs> so i think i think i've got a like a great baseline before i've even made the synth for it yeah. just because I was humming it for a minute and then I'm already moving on and I'm thinking, no, wait, I haven't done that yet. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah definitely. I kind of, I want to ask you about, because you mentioned that you use uh, Logic Pro. Yes. How has your workflow, like for the both of you, how has that evolved over time? Do you feel completely at home there? I'm not one of those people that knows all the shortcuts to everything. I'd love to. Uh, I just haven't bothered learning them. Um, <laughs> but I think I'm quite fast with the way I work, I kind of, I'm very settled now. And even though I don't use the shortcuts, I, I know what I'm doing and I know where I keep things. I've kept all my folders quite tidy. That's one thing I've learned to do. I know where like all my delays are and things like that. And mm. I can get to them quickly, but yeah, I'm completely self-taught with logic. I've tried thing, uh, things like Ableton, but couldn't really get to grips with it but no I'm very at home with logic Soph has kind of learned a bit just from watching me so no much. no I can press the space bar <laughs> yeah um or R <laughs> to record I try I watch and I try to let it sink in but it's just so confusing to to watch I don't know how you guys do it <laughs> yeah and that's what Ableton looks like to me it just looks alien to me um but no I'm happy with logic I haven't really spent any money on plugins or anything. Um, I wanted, when I started out, to kind of find my way around Logic as much as I could and know everything about it before I started adding in all the native instrument stuff and everything like that. I wanted to know 
what I could do with just logic. Um, and I do feel maybe now's the time that perhaps we're getting a bit stale with it and it's worth investing a little bit just to kind of re reestablish that inspiration you let me uh choose the odd drum sound don't you so yeah i feel a part i feel like i'm <laughs> co-producer definitely yeah yeah well she's got a good ear for sounds even <laughs> though she doesn't control logic she she's got a much better ear for me and especially with things like tuning so yeah i'll often i'll be flicking through drum sample packs because i've got quite a lot of um you know just one hit drum sample packs um so we'll spend hours just clicking down to the next one. Down we to always the next agree, one. don't we? We always have yeah. the exact same taste. If we w didn't tell each other which one we had chosen, we would choose the same one, wouldn't yeah, we? Definitely. So yeah, so that, that's helpful. <laughs> yeah, we're lucky that we do have the same kind of vision for it, which is good. I'm very riff-based, so I'll make just on literally on my two-octave keyboard, I don't even think it's maybe one and a half octave, <laughs> um, and just start I'll find a sound I'll always do that I'll just flick through sounds and as soon as one kind of catches my ear I'll then jam on it and then that will be where the song is made or lost kind of thing and then we add in drums and chords and everything um but yeah as I say like with always the same it's always with that first riff we'll kind of know if it's got potential or not mm. um I never start really with actual vocal melodies or drums or anything it's always the same kind of process but it's the same <laughs> yeah but it yeah. works for us it does uh, i think it's not too boring people have said oh we've got our sound they can kind of recognize it i think because it is so riff based but i don't necessarily think that's a a bad thing i think it's we wanted to to make a sound yeah we yeah we... it's not they're not identical they're not too similar the sounds aren't too similar um but Obviously, when we're going through sounds, picking what we like to hear, there's always going to be that. It will kind be similar. Of, yeah, that pattern. So I was thinking when you were talking about um, all the plugins and stuff. How? Well, firstly, I related on the on the level of just kind of hoarding drum samples and just flicking yeah. through them for hours yeah. until you find something, and then you're like, "That's the one." Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, straight um, away. And then also, you talked about all the, the kind of native instrument stuff, and when I look through, like. The mix I did uh, for you, mm -hmm. like every other track had something native instruments on it. Really, it was. It, I didn't notice until afterwards, but I was like, oh, I used contact for this drum yeah. kit or like massive for the, all these synths, and it was interesting because when I kind of started out a few years back, I basically I had completely the wrong approach, which was the opposite of yours. I was like, right, I'm just going to buy all this stuff, yeah, and uh, and then I'll work out how to use it along the way. Yeah, all yeah. the gear and, and so no I, idea. I loaded up like. <laughs> massive or a reactor and i was like okay what is this now like <laughs> what am i doing here um and it's only now in the years later that i've actually learned how to use it and i'm like oh, i just didn't know you know what it was i was doing yeah i remember sitting down and looking at ableton for the first time ever and i thought now oh, this isn't for me yeah yeah but at some point whether it was a month or two months it just clicked and yeah definitely it just yeah. became like the normal space for me and now I'm finding it very tricky to to kind of move outwards and using other pieces of software because I'm conscious that like knowing as much as you can being proficient in all these different things it's not a necessity but it certainly helps if say someone you're collabing with yeah exactly is running all of their effects through like Pro Tools exclusive things yeah yeah it, it really can be useful 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Any studios or anything. We're quite lucky that, as I said, Highfield that we go to, he uses Logic as well. Um, but yeah, that's one I think it shows with your remix. We absolutely love all the sounds there. As a non producer person who doesn't really know what you're talking about, what is what would sell someone to Logic or on Ableton? Are, mm. are they better for different things or well, do you just pick one and then... What I always hear is Ableton's the best for live stuff mm. and dancey stuff. Or Everyone that I know that does more dance work uses Ableton, but then I think it's... I mean, my the reason I was on Logic was because my school had logic in their music rooms so that was what i was first kind of trying out and then my friends had it and he was able to like let me try it out on his computer and stuff so that's just it kind of yeah. fell in my hands there was no reason you for me choosing logic exactly. you can get them to work yeah. for yourself yeah yeah i mean what what works for you is is the right answer there's no right and wrong way to go with any software if it produces the sound that's yeah. in your minds then no one can argue against that, right? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting about all your music and the last year and all of this lockdown nonsense that's been going yeah. on. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been really great to hear your kind of approach and a little bit behind the scenes of, you know, your music making. I just wanted to ask one more thing before we round off, which is what does the future hold for Sove? What's coming up? I think Ben mentioned this um, year. We do have a plan, I think, spring kind of time. Yeah. Um, we have a song. Can I release the name, Ben? Yeah, yeah go for it. George, <laughs> um, this is an exclusive. Yes. You finding out the name. Oh. Next release is Until We're Dead. Sounds a bit morbid, but it's more going towards... We love creating poppy tracks and everything, but what we really love is the more kind of unusual... Experimental. Um, yes. A bit weird. It's got James Blake vibes with yeah. Rosalia. who People are, we love. Yeah, both artists that we love. Um, um, but yeah, so we have that's all. Is it completely done? Yeah, it's yeah. all it's all finished and mixed. We need to get it mastered. But we have a very well in our eyes a very amazing, uh, very arty uh, music video idea. So we want because we love film and the visuals of everything. We are going to focus on this more unusual song with quite an unusual video to go with it. Yes, look out for a new release and a video um, yeah. in the next kind of. We want, Four months. We wanted to, for the first time, use YouTube as more of a platform. We So far, we've always focused on Spotify because that's that's what we stream music on. But we thought, why not this time change it up a bit, see if something can work better. Um, so we're going to focus on YouTube with trying to have not necessarily like a music video, more of a, a visual, a short film, short film yeah. with this music behind it. Because um, we have a lot of talented um artistic people around us so yeah, we are going them. to use a few of them <laughs> um talents that we don't have and um yeah just set free with it and be yeah. experimental and um move a little bit away from the poppy side yeah. and try the more unusual it's a bit dancey and fun it's not too it's definitely not as the weirdest thing you've yeah, made no no it's <laughs> so... not it's not weird at all but for example um in terms of the kind of mix of it and the sound of it, it's quite, got quite an excessive use of auto-tune on Sof, but as a kind of like a a proper, almost like a, an instrument sound, it's not like Sof needs to be tuned. <laughs> um, we did it on purpose. <laughs> um, 
for that kind of style, which we love again, which is quite like Rosalia music. And we just love how it sounds. I'm and really proud of like the song. Like the, um, the title, the lyrics are slightly darker. We do, we do naturally like to create dark things, <laughs> yeah. which we haven't really put out there yet. In terms of the lyrics, it's not, it's not that morbid. It's about being left at the altar, being married. To death, yeah, to yeah, death so part, basically. Yeah, he, the, the man that's left her, he agreed. He said, together until we're dead, but he didn't mean it. Yeah. So yeah, it's not too morbid, but no, I'm really proud of the song. I think it's my favourite song we've ever made. So yeah, it'll be interesting to hear what other people think when they do hear it. Yeah. Well, that sounds awesome. I'm really excited to hear all that stuff. So it sounds like it's going to be a great year. Yeah, yes. hopefully. 